What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Your host is always Tanner Dimling. Another schedule preview for y'all today. Talking the Yale Bulldogs, the 2018 National Champions, and the 2019 National Runner-Ups. The Bulldogs obviously have had a lot of success um, over the past few seasons. Um, they really have grown into a power in the Ivy League and, and over the past few seasons, as mentioned, <clears throat> have come to prominence on the national stage under head coach Andy Shea as well. A um, few little tidbits here before I preview the whole schedule here and go through it all. Uh, they got two scrimmages to start the year, Syracuse uh, on February 1st. And that's at Syracuse and then Fairfield <clears throat> on February 8th. Also, they don't have a home game. Besides that Fairfield scrimmage, they don't have a home game until March 21st when they play Princeton. That's their home opener. And they have Princeton, Penn, and Merrimack all at home. Like They have a ton of road games. One, two, three. They have a neutral site game against Michigan. Four. Five, six, seven. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, six, six road games. Six out of 13. Six out of 13 of their road games, of their games this season and the regular season, are on the road. <clears throat> Which, very interesting. And again, they don't have a home game until late March, which is very odd. Very, very odd. Now, getting into the schedule here, uh, they will open up on the road against Villanova on February 15th after those two scrimmages uh, previously mentioned. They will be at Penn State on February 22nd, at UMass on February 29th, and they will take on Michigan in the Pacific Coast Shootout in Costa Mesa, California, on March 7th. <clears throat> they play Cornell on the road March 14th, and they're the first home game of the season against Princeton on March 21st. They will then play Penn on the 28th, and then Merrimack on <clears throat> the 31st. Of March. They hop back into Ivy League play uh, on the road against Dartmouth and Brown on April 4th and 11th. They will then play U Albany and Quinnipiac at home on, fe- on April 18th and 21st before ending their season <clears throat> excuse me, against arch rival Harvard on April 25th. Some of the key games um, this season for Yale, obviously that Villanova won. We know Villanova is the only team that has beaten Yale over the past two seasons. They beat Yale in Pennsylvania. Uh, they beat Yale on the road. It was in Dallas, Texas <clears throat> to open the season in 2018. They beat them at Yale. In overtime, I believe, 
yeah, overtime last season at Yale. So this year Yale will be at Villanova for the first time since 2017. Yale looking for their first win in uh, Philadelphia against the Wildcats and against the Wildcats since 2017. That Penn State one is also a very uh, crucial game for Yale as well. Yale went one and one against the Nittany Lions last season. Oh, excuse me, they went two and zero oh against the Nittany Lions last season, <clears throat> beating them in the regular season in an overtime battle, and then also beating them in the NCAA quarterfinals in a game that sparked much debate about the face-off position. As always. Also, there are a couple other games. Uh, Penn and Harvard, obviously two key ones. Uh, and I'll go over those in a second. But I do want to mention UMass um, only lost to Yale by one last season. They gave them a heck of a fight in the NCAA tournament two years ago as well. Um, Michigan, this should be Michigan's best year. It's a... Um, they actually played Yale very tight until the fourth or third period last season. So, not expecting Michigan to win this one, but just saying it could be closer than it has been. Uh, Cornell and Yale, that's always a good one. No, Jeff Teat uh, in his senior year at Cornell, the Big Red, uh, bringing in, coming in the season with some hype as well. Um, and then Merrimack, this one was a scrimmage last year, and Merrimack coming up <clears throat> as uh, D1 for the first time. And then we all know about the U Albany situation with TD Irwin transferring from Albany um, to Yale. <clears throat> now, the other two key games here, we have Penn. Yale will play Penn at home on March 28th. Now, this was, in my opinion, the best series <laughs> Of last year. One of the best series of last year. You had Penn upset. It was technically an upset at the time. Yale in the regular season. I believe that was like a three overtime game or something like that. Um, Then you had Penn beat Yale in the NCAA. uh, Excuse me, in the Ivy League championship game. And then Yale beat Penn by a very close margin. I it was either it was a one point game, one point win for Yale, possibly overtime. I do not have the whole twenty eighteen schedule right in front of me. But it was a close one again. So um and Yale got that one to go to the um <clears throat> semifinals where they would beat Penn State and then lose to Virginia in the national championship game. So that one, again, both sides do lose some talent. But if I'm betting on any Ivy League team to make a run in the NCAA tournament, it would be either Yale or Penn. And that is one where I think we seriously could see another three, two, three game series this year uh, from those two. <clears throat> Harvard, obviously, 
Uh, Yale has gotten the best of Harvard over the past few seasons. They have not lost to the Clemson since 2017. Now, Harvard does have a new head coach in Jerry Byrne, have a, essentially new staff. I believe he brought maybe one or two guys back, but it's it's some new energy there in Cambridge. So, and they have some young talent on that roster as well. Um, and honestly, I think they've probably underperformed uh, based on the talent over the past few seasons. So this is one, <clears throat> obviously it's a rivalry game. Yale just devoured Harvard last season. It was a close one in 2018, I believe, and 2017. Um, Harvard won in an upset victory. So that one is going to be a good one, as always. And it, it's a rivalry game. Both teams get up for it no matter what the records are at the time or who is the better team? It always ends up being uh, usually a good one, uh, with the exception of last year's battle between the two. <clears throat> now, looking at Yale's overall schedule and kind of trying to predict what they should do this year, I honestly think that I think this year's team may have one or two more slip-ups than we've seen in the past. So, you know, I I think they lose maybe two, three games this year. Um, I think they could slip up somewhere in the Ivy, possibly Harvard, <clears throat> possibly Cornell, um, and, and Penn. In fact, I, I, I'm, I'm picking Penn to win the Ivy this early on, but... Yeah, obviously a very tough opponent as well. So, when looking at this schedule, they got 13 games. I think Yale should go 11 and 2 in the regular season. Um, 11, 2, 10, and 3 in the regular season. And I think those, actually, 10 and 3 sounds, yeah, 10 and 3 I think would be more realistic than 11 and 2. Um, from just my perspective, I think they should. Beat like the Villanova and Penn State should be very highly competitive games. UMass is a possible upset. Michigan is a possible upset, um, but less likely than UMass, I would imagine. Um, so honestly, a ten and three, a ten and three regular season. You know, one loss in the Ivy. I think they lose to Penn, and then I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they lose to Villanova. And Penn State. And, I mean, if those U3 losses, heck, that's not a bad loss. Any of those. And then, as I mentioned, I think UMass and and possibly, very, very slight margin, Michigan could upset them. Um, and, hey, they could even slip up against uh, Albany because I think that's going to be a much better team this year than they were last year. Um <clears throat> So yeah, I think Yale should go somewhere between ten and three, eleven and two, nine and four at the nine and four would be the bare minimum that I would put on this team in terms of losses in the regular season. I mean, and that would mean they lose two Ivies, possibly Penn Cornell, 
and or get upset by UMass or Michigan and lose Villanova and Penn State. I, I don't think that's possible. They lose all those, but we've seen uh, much crazy happen in college across over the past few seasons. Now, before we end this, end this podcast, I just want to, want, to, want, to, want to bring something up here in terms of Yale's schedule. Now, <clears throat> I've, I've seen a lot of people talk about, so first of all, the fact they don't play a home game until March 21st is, is odd, but it makes sense when you look at the home-and-homes they have scheduled with Villanova, Penn State, and UMass, and then that Michigan game being a neutral site game again. They played in Atlanta last year. That makes sense. Now, a lot of people have, have, have been talking about the strength of schedule in terms of the non-conference opponents. Okay. And, like, again, like, this early on, it's not easy to predict. Like, oh, this team has the toughest schedule. Like, obviously, if you have all blue blood programs, you, you, your schedule is pretty tough. If you, if you play every ACC team, every Big Ten team, I mean, that's a tough schedule. You know, Virginia, Duke, Syracuse, the, the Penn State, those teams always play tough schedules. They always do. And they play the, t- the, the top teams in the country. And you, when you look at an, a, an, a Yale or, or, or even a Penn, they play tough teams too. And I think Penn obviously always schedules the toughest. Last year, I think Penn and Notre Dame had the two top strength of schedules. And, you know, mind you, that changes throughout the year with wins and losses. So you can't predict the teams, oh, they have the best schedule in the country, you know, hands down in October. But you can look at some of those teams and what they bring back and see, okay, this is going to be a tough schedule. And they're all teams that you always know that are going to be tough. Now I'll say this. You know, contrary to what some other people have have suggested to me, I don't think this is a bad schedule, to be honest. Um, Villanova, Penn State, and UMass are all relevant. Albany is going to be better than they were last year. They have a, you know, Penn and Cornell might be the only two tough opponents and possibly Harvard if, that, if, if, if they can get together and, and get up for that rivalry matchup. We'll be the only three, you know, challenges in the Ivy. But when you have, I mean, you play Villanova, who's beat you the past two years. Penn State, who is just, who you just beat in the um, final four in the semifinals last year. That's a tough schedule. And many are predicting, like, it's either going to be Virginia or Penn State at number one in the country to start the year. The question is just who's one and who's two. So you're looking at, like, this schedule. This, that's not a soft out-of-conference schedule at all. I mean, and mind you, I'll say this again. UMass almost beat Yale last season. Yes, they lose Sean Scannone. They lose um, Isaac Papalo. But they got a ton of good guys back. And I watched one of those false scrimmages, and that, that's a team... If they figure out their goalie situation and they figure out who's going to be the, the leader, that vocal leader 
on the defense that uh, Sean's gonna uh, that um excuse me Isaac Paulo was at the LSM. That's gonna be one dang good team, and I think they won the CAA because Towson lost a ton. So to say Yale has a weak or soft non-con schedule, just kind of ludicrous. Now, yeah, if Villanova and UMass turn out to be dumpster fires this year, then, yeah, you're right. But we don't know that yet. We do not know know that yet. So, uh, uh, as it looks now, pretty tough schedule for Yale. Couple cupcakes in there, Merrimack, Quinnipiac. Some of those softer IVs that you have to play. Um, but overall, pretty tough schedule. And as I said, I think this is an 11-2, type team this season. That is it for today's podcast. As always, check us out at lacrossebucket.com. On social media at lacrossebucket. Again, lacrossebucket.com. Well, it's always lacrosse season.